Hello, Slate Plus. Thank you for being with us. Um, Kirsten, you did an amazing interview with Donald Trump. Maybe it was only like a week and a half ago. Um, in which you asked him what he would make of um, a sexual harassment claim by his daughter if Ivanka came to him and told him she was being sexually harassed, what he would expect of Ivanka. Um, we actually talked about the substance of your interview a lot last week, but I'm interested in just the backstory. How did you set up this interview? Have you interviewed Trump before? And, you know, just like kind of what happened behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, this is the second time I've interviewed him. Uh, I think the first time was about four months ago, and I interviewed him up at Trump Tower in his office. And I had put in a request maybe a week before I did this interview, which was, I guess it was the week of the Philadelphia convention. And I'd put in a request actually on something separate, just I was concerned about some things he had said about, um, he had, he had said on the O'Reilly factor that he would investigate Black Lives Matter. He would get his attorney general to investigate Black Lives Matter and free speech is kind of one of my things. And so I had put in a request to talk to him about free speech. And so we were kind of talking about doing that and it hadn't been set up yet. And then he made these comments publicly about Roger Ailes defending him and essentially saying, you know, I think in my mind sort of casting aspersions on the, the women who'd made accusations saying, well, They've said nice things about Roger. So, you know, hence this couldn't have happened was essentially what he was saying. Yep. I'm paraphrasing. So I emailed Hope Hicks, his press secretary who, who I'd been working with and just said, I want to add this to what I want to talk to him about. This is, you know, he can't possibly believe this. Right. And so he called me, I guess, with a, the next day or something. This was in Philadelphia. And so I did the, the interview with him over the phone. It wasn't just on that issue. We talked about other things. But that was, I, I'd say, in my mind, at that point, that was the primary purpose of the interview. And was he easily forthcoming about this? Like, did he hesitate mm -hmm. at all? I mean, one of the things mm -hmm. that really struck me about his remark about Ivanka was it just seemed like he had never thought about the possibility that she could experience sexual harassment. Yeah, no, he was very forthcoming and he and we actually went back and forth quite a bit and I gave him plenty of opportunity. I made it very clear that I wasn't pleased with what he was saying and we were going back and forth on it and I was explaining to him. I mean, I think in my column, I, I give my, you know, I basically after he says he hopes that Ivanka would just find another career or leave her job. What I wrote in my column was essentially what I said to him. I said, well, hold on, you know. Everyone doesn't have Ivanka's resources. People can't just leave their jobs, especially in television where you're under contract. You're not even allowed to talk to other people. And he again came back and said, well, I still I would hope that she would leave her job. It wasn't something he just said once he came back to it. And he just, you know, really felt like finally, you know, you're just wanting me to be politically correct. And you just want me to agree with you. And I'm not going to agree with you. Right. So you didn't feel like it was a misstep or a, a kind of gotcha mm -mm. scenario. He was really sticking up for his point of view. And what do you think about it's almost like political correctness has become an umbrella for absolutely anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had written a column on that like maybe a month ago or something that the, the political correctness, the way he uses it isn't really what political correctness even is. He just uses it as just anything that anybody criticizes me about. I'm now just not going to capitulate because to do so would be politically correct. Um, but I have to also say, I mean, he he said other things, you know, that were also just concerning and but the, to me just showed the real disconnect that could be generational. I don't know, you know, could be just specific to him. But 
he, you know, he kept saying, well, I'm, you know, I've been friends with Roger for however long and I respect him so much. And this is so sad. This is so sad. This happened to him. And, and I, and I, I tried to, you know, and I don't understand how could these women have said nice things. And I said, well, it's complicated. This, and I explained it to him. You know, this happens. This is, you know, I kind of went through the psychology of it and everything. And then he just said, well, he's always been a gentleman with me. <laughs> a gentleman with me. And I said, you're a man. Why would he be hitting on you? And he just again was like, I just, I'm just saying he's always been a gentleman with me. There just was this real disconnect of just believing that because he had never seen it happen that it couldn't have happened. Right. It just seems so evident from that that it's he identified with Roger Ailes in the situation, which given allegations of, you know, sexual harassment against Donald Trump maybe isn't actually that surprising. But that wasn't really what you were focusing on. I mean, I thought it was so smart of you to to go f- to to ask him about Ivanka is that it's often in when he's presenting himself as paternal that he's more appealing at least to me mm-hmm. and more of a feminist and yet in this moment that kind of failed to allow him to really empathize with women right yeah i and i have thought about that a lot because i actually thought he might answer that differently he might because he's first of all so litigious just to start out with that that mm-hmm. he might when when he actually thought of it would might think well you know you should sue them or 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 the fact that he's also so um you know such a tough guy right you know that you know we're talking about his daughter and he might you know that might actually make him angry but i the more i thought about his answer i just thought i i do wonder if this isn't just what he would tell ivanka you know if, if this is just his attitude that you should just go somewhere else that it's not, um, you know, and then you look at how his son, you know, then went on, you know, to say she that Ivanka's too powerful and, you know, too much of a strong woman basically to be harassed that you can see that there's something in that family, some understanding of sexual harassment that's just disconnected from reality. Um, it's not the way it works. And some understanding of strength as being like impregnable armor against people doing bad things to you, which is just not the right. way the world is. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty profound moment of not getting it. What um, what did you think of Ivanka's reaction? Did you feel like, of course, she had to make it clear she thinks sexual harassment is bad without mentioning her father directly? Or were you disappointed by it? I would have hoped that she would step in and, and sort of clarify that this is not, you know, that this is this is not okay. I don't think you know. I don't think she should get a pass for basically enabling this kind of stuff. I don't care if it's her father and her brother. You know, it's um, you can't just what they said is so beyond the pale, and that I think that it's something that she should have stepped in and basically said, you know, need to explain that you, this isn't how it works. Yeah, agreed. John, do you want to add anything out there? I, Are you still with well, us? Well, the only thing I am still with you. The only thing I would add is um. It's, <laughs> You know, Donald Trump prides himself on being a counterpuncher. Uh, and so for him to suggest something that isn't counterpunching, I wonder if that suggests mm-hmm. something about the underlying offense. In other words, he is alive to the least and smallest perceived attacks. But if you don't perceive this, if you perceive this as a, you know, boys will be boys, this is the cost of doing business, this is what people do then it's not a personal attack. It's just an unpleasantness you kind of move around. Um, but if you saw it as a mm-hmm. personal attack, which is what it is, then then you would imagine a different Trumpian response. I mean, what would his response be if he had been molested? In which he would right? leap to Ivanka's defense. In which he'd either A, leap to her defense, or B, uh, suggest that she punch the guy in the nose. 
And so that to me was also interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, what would Donald Trump do if a man or woman, uh, you know, sexually uh, assaulted or intimidated or whatever the scenario is, um, him in his coming up through the ranks, his reaction wouldn't be, oh, I'll go find some job somewhere else. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Good point. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she had also written, I don't know if it was in a book, or I think it was in a book or something. She'd written about when she had started working for her father and she would go to the construction sites and there'd be cat calls and whistling and how, you know, it made her uncomfortable, but then how you need to not get too upset about it and learn to navigate it. And then, of course, once they found out who she was, they mm. stopped doing it. Um, and, and yet she's still in this, I think it's a book or it's an article or something, it's something she wrote. She's basically sort of saying like, don't, you know, don't overreact to this. Right. Um, so she's, she's learned that somewhere. Yeah. From she's somebody. giving strength like a bad name. Right. I, I mean, that's how it's tough. Yeah. Cause there is a, a kernel of truth to don't overreact, but this is now it's turned into this idea that you live a charmed life. These things could never happen to you. And if they do, well, once people find out you're a Trump, it goes away and um, you, you just shrug it off because you're like waltzing above the earth somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was totally edifying. Thank you. Thank you. Slate Plus for joining us. Bye, John. Bye, Kirsten. Bye. Bye, Slate Plus.